0: Hiya, it's Hannah Sherry-Smith from the British Blacklist and today I'm joined by Julius Tenen, the executive producer of the Sundance award-winning documentary, Giving Voice. So thank <laughs> Yeah, amazing. Congratulations. How are you doing? How are you feeling?
1: So we're all just really excited for... Uh, the release that's uh, coming up I
0: think this weekend. The documentary follows six ambitious student actors auditioning for the prestigious August Wilson monologue competition, um, and it was founded in 2007. What made you decide to create this documentary now? What is it about this current moment? Well,
1: well you know, I mean, listen, I mean, August Wilson is one of the greatest uh, playwrights of all time. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, for us coming on as producers, I mean, obviously it started in 207. Kenny Leon started it. uh, To pay homage to August, you know, moving forward. And I mean, for young folks, I just thought, I think they thought it would be a great opportunity for them to be able to learn about august wilson and that august's voice is who we are as people and so i I just thought it was really fantastic for young people to have the opportunity to do this kind of work because you know most of these these roles are roles for folks that are a little bit older and all that and for these young people to get exposed to it and then to put themselves in it all the way it, it was amazing and so for us coming on board this was easy because you think about Viola, right? And all the huge moments in her career have been August Wilson plays, you know, from seven guitars when she got her first Tony Award to winning the Oscar for Fences at Tony as well. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and she's done Joe Turner's Come and Gone at Trinity Rep. That's when she was first introduced to August. And that was before Juilliard. And uh, so for us, it just was a no brainer to be a part of this. And I just think it's just great to continue August's legacy in this way and have these young people be able to do this work.
0: I completely agree. I think even over here, August Wilson is one of those playwrights. I mean, I I think that there is a huge extent to which in Britain we look to the drama being created in America. And August Wilson is one of those prolific playwrights writing a play for every decade of the 20th century. It's Uh, insane. It's amazing. uh, Yeah. And a consistent comment that keeps coming up in the documentary is August Wilson's plays allowing African-Americans to be seen and to be their authentic self. How far does that reflect your own personal relationship with August Wilson's plays?
1: It's huge because, you know, August, August speaks for us. August belongs to us. Mm-hmm. August is words or, you know, when I think about these characters in August Wilson plays, I always see my uncles, oh. I see my cousins... I see a guy down the street that was kind of like that guy that was a little bit off. Mm -hmm. So it taps into that humanness and that authenticity of who we are as African-Americans. And so that's what August was able to capture was that real authentic voice. Yeah of black people, you know, and obviously in the different cycles, but, you know, it it just becomes so familiar. It's not really that guy, but it's kind of like that guy on the corner or my aunt or somebody. So you always feel like, you know, these people.
0: Yeah. And I think it was so great to see those actors being able to see themselves and their families in the plays and that be in a way that they, I mean, whether they were going to pursue acting or not, a way for them to just feel seen was something that kept coming up a lot. Can I ask, what is your favorite Orkus Wilson played? Do you have a favorite?
1: Francis. Really? Francis. Yes. Yeah. Because I think you know, it's kind of the the most linear because you know, and it's about the, the it's about the all time greatest sport in America, which is baseball. <laughs> you know? and, and quest to you know, he wanted to be that, and it didn't happen for him. So then. You know, it was a thing that made him feel like, you know, and then his son wanting to do what he wanted to do. And he's like, it's not going to turn out right. Didn't turn out right for me. It's not going to turn out right for you. Mm -hmm. And so it's one of those that I think you could just get into because the conflicts are so clear and baseball is as American as apple pie. (laughs) So for me, it's always been the one that's that I've really loved. I love all of them, but it's the one that I've really resonated with the most.
0: I mean, I think because of the fantastic movie with Viola Davis in it, like, mm-hmm. that is the one that a lot of people have seen as well. That is how we know August Wilson. Another comment that kept coming up was, you know, like we said, he's done a play for every decade and kind of comparisons between August Wilson and Shakespeare. And given that, you know, Netflix has now got the documentary on uh, its, its service, is there a degree to which you hope that there's going to be a bit more of a global knowledge of August Wilson?
1: Well, you know, yeah, you know, I think he deserves it. He's our bard, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, his in in the way with Shakespeare, where you have the iambic pentameter that makes it just, you get in that sweet spot with Shakespeare, and you don't necessarily have to understand all of the dialogue. So a lot of it is kind of obsolete. But when you're really in that sweet spot with that iambic pentameter, and if you understand it as the artist, the audience just goes with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, Shakespeare can be really good, as you know, and sometimes Shakespeare can be not so good. And August has written his plays so well that there's not one word in the same way With Shakespeare can kind of get things off if you take something out. You can't take anything out. Mm -hmm. It's really jazz music, the way August wrote. I mean, it's just like, it just flows, and those sentences are long intentionally. You know, you, you can't take a word out, you can't put a pause in there, you just gotta live and breathe it, you you know. And that's it, it, that's the beauty of Vargas's work.
0: How much did you have a say in the putting together of the documentary? Were you part of the process right. of deciding out of all right. of these hundreds of people to focus on?
1: Well, you know, I, I would say that that was James Jim Stern, who's the main director. He mm-hmm. and Fernando directed it, kind of co-directed together. They put all the pieces together. I mean, obviously, they came to us because Viola is one of the foremost uh, August Wilson Wilsonites, mm-hmm. and so it was apropos for them to come to us, as I was as I alluded to earlier. I mean, all the huge moments in Viola's career, all of her Tony Award nominations, and then an Oscar, and now Ma Rainey again—all
0: mm-hmm.
1: have been August Wilson and so when jim came to me with the possibility for us to produce alongside them and was wondering if viola would would be interested in coming in and doing some narration work we're family with constanza you know and her daughter and so it was great to be asked to be part of it and uh, and viola was like yeah, yeah let's do this and so we we came in and and Jim and his team, they really did all the hard work and all that stuff. And we came in and, and, and lay it on top and added. And now here I am right now doing publicity for this. <laughs> you know, we're still working. You yeah, know, so yeah. we're a team. You know, and this stuff becomes team. So everybody's got a lane, right? And everybody does what they do. And Jim and his team did a beautiful job. And along the way, we saw it coming together. So we were part of that thing as... Things were coming together. We got to look, see, and, and then it turned out to be this beautiful piece. And uh, I was at Sundance with the with the students and Amazing. and Jim and Amanda. So it was it was great to be there and to be with them in that moment. So yeah. So yeah. So that's how, kind of how it all came together.
0: Well, and I think it's so great to have the contribution of people like Viola Davis and Denzel Washington like in the documentary because there's this nice kind of linear imagined trajectory of, we see these young actors at the beginning of their careers, is this what they're going to be after interacting with August Wilson's work? That's right. Yeah, and I I wanted to ask in that respect, because there are so many big names associated with the project, There's the name of August Wilson kind of an immediate unifier for African-American people working in the theatre industry? Is there a sense that he is kind of this really important shaper of what it means to have got into, you know, performing it in on Broadway and that sort of thing.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, August, August is, uh, you know, he's one of the he's one of the giants uh, of the playwrights in America, period. Along with all the other great playwrights that are in American theater, and uh, obviously, you know, whenever you talk about August, it is a great pull for African American actors, especially. African-American men of a certain age. I mean, you can do one August Wilson play. I could do an August Wilson play and I could play three different roles in it Mm -hmm. because I'm I'm a a man of a certain age and August wrote these things for men of a certain age. So whenever you get an opportunity to play these roles, you're playing some heroic giant roles. So it's it's hard to go away from it. And then as far as uh, the American theater, I mean, and especially for African-Americans, uh, August is one of the uh, the go-to playwright for, for theater and uh, and our culture and understanding who we are and that kind of thing. So,
0: yeah. I think, yeah, it, I mean, he's hugely important over here as well in terms of, I know uh, when you look for plays that have a cast of loads of characters that are strong <laughs> black characters, August Wilson is the first name that comes to mind. <laughs> which on the one hand is amazing that he's left this legacy but also on the other hand i kind of wanted to ask do you see any other writers kind of writing now as continuing that legacy
1: well you know i mean that's the thing right i mean you want to you know push the baton out there i mean my pulse has been more in hollywood in terms of on film and tv and obviously i know august's work and i know there's some other emerging artists and i think You know, it's up to us to encourage those new artists that are coming up I know there's a young man who wrote the Slave Play, Jeremy mm-hmm. O. I, I can't, I don't know his last name. Jeremy name? O.
0: Harris, I want to say.
1: You know, these young playwrights that are coming up, we just have to, we have to continue to encourage them. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, before there was August Wilson, we didn't know there was going to be an August Wilson, but there was. Yep. And so I think as these young artists emerge, it's just like supporting these young artists and giving voice. You know, they're, like you were saying, they're at the beginning of their careers. We got young playwrights at the beginning of their careers. So I think it's just important for them to keep going and to get the support from those of us who have been around a while. Then we have the next person who's stepping to the plate to speak to our culture and who we are and that kind of thing. There's, there's so much more to be said about us, so much more to be discovered.
0: And I mean, voices, that brings us back to the title of the documentary. And I kind of wanted to ask you What do you hope audiences get from watching this documentary? Is there any key message you want people to take away from it?
1: The message I think people should take away from it is that when you're thinking about August Wilson and you think about the work that he's done and what it means to people of color and then people at large, is that August really at the heart of his work is about the authenticity of voices. It's about the authenticity of who these people are and where they live and how they feel. And there's a really human thing that's universal that I want people to take away also is that these are human beings and we're all human beings. So you, no matter what color you are, you, you're going to see glimpses of things that seem familiar, even though this comes from the Black perspective. And at the heart of it, you're going to say, oh, it's "Kind of was like, look like Joe, or that seemed like Nancy a little bit, or you know." And so, I think at the heart of it is just uh, authenticity of, of of who folks are and how these kids encapsulated these characters and made them come alive. I mean, it just it blew my mind because listen, <laughs> when you're doing August Wilson, and I've only done one Wilson because of what you were saying earlier, you got to have a, a lot of men of a certain age and if you don't have them you really can't do a Wilson uh you know but I had an opportunity to do piano lesson which I think is the next one that they're going to do in a few years and it it was something else it was just amazing it it was it was it was beautiful
0: yeah
1: beautiful work beautiful words and these kids just knocked out the ballpark. so proud of them so so proud oh thank you
0: thank you so much I think that is And all the time we have now. But thank you so much. Thanks, Hannah. Nice meeting
1: you. Nice meeting you.